Welcome to Crime Time. You're listening to Leonetti's Detection Selection. Welcome to Crime Time, a weekly podcast discussing all things crime, thriller, horror, suspense, and mystery fiction. This is season two, episode two. I'm Lee. I'm Eddie. And welcome to our show. 2.2. What? Guys, we don't know how to count past 55, so we had to start a new season. Don't tell anyone. We'll just keep that zip on the download with with just you guys. Just between you and us. Yeah. Yeah. But we have a great episode. Look, this week we're going to be talking about The King again. The one and only. We, We never stop. Stephen King, if you're listening, come over. Just, you know, we'll have some beers, have some laughs. It'll be great. You can adopt us. Um, and we'll move into, I'm going to say like East wing of your money castle. (laughs) No jokes. Get in touch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we're also going to be talking about Doug Johnston and we're going to be talking about rewrites. Is it okay? I don't know. But before we kick it off, I just want to wish everybody a happy Chinese new year. Hope you got those Hong Bao's going. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Crash land. (sighs) Sounds intense, mate. It, it's, you know, it's a roller coaster ride. So Doug Johnston. Who's Doug? Doug. Tell us about Doug. It's such a good name. Dougie boy. Dougie boy. So he's written a few different things, but as well as being an author of crime fiction, he is a freelance journalist, Mm -hmm. a songwriter and musician. Hello. He's a bit of an artist. Right. An all-rounder. And then record scratch. He also has a PhD in nuclear physics. Oh, I like this. I didn't know <laughs> right? about him. Yeah. Right? What an ama- What a character. Doug. I love when I pick up a book and that person also has some PhD or master's degree or whatever in some other field. Right? Or just some random kind of fact about them that you're like, what? Yeah. I it's love like, that. It's like Paul Tremblay, author right? of Head Full of Ghosts mm-hmm. and The Devil's Rock. Yeah. And he's also a mathematician. Yeah. Brilliant. Amazing. Or um, Jilly McMillan. Right. Art history major. Right? Love and it. I'm so excited. Uh, you know, Julie, I know you're listening because <laughs> you, you love us. But um, if you are, please make us some amazing art history better than the Da Vinci Code Da Vinci Code. Also, actually, just get back to writing the sequel to What She Knew slash Burn Paper Sky. Ah, uh, yeah. Can't wait for that read. All right. But I'm, I'm just going to say minor request <laughs> <laughs> for the art history mystery. Right? That's catchy. Yeah, art history mystery. Right? Think yeah. about it. Yeah. Okay. So, Doug Johnston. Take us there. So, he's from Edinburgh, and this book is, in fact, set in Scotland. I love a book set in Scotland. Right? Yes. So, this one is set in... Uh, on an island called Orkney. So it's in the north of Scotland. And it's this like tiny town with like lots of like ancient Shit. Scottish history. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're you're from Scotland. I'm from you? Scotland. Your family's from Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. What an interesting side note. <laughs> do you have do you have a family tartan? We do, yes. Amazing. Yeah. Do you know what my grandma does though? She goes into shops because tartan is um quite a popular fabric. Mm-mm. She'll go into shops like, I don't know, like Dangerfield or shops that sell those kinds of clothing and then she'll go up to the salesperson and say, what tartan is this? <laughs> <laughs> it makes them explain to her that it's not like 
it's not connected some to a traditional tartan, tartan. Oh and, and she'll act like she doesn't understand what the person's talking about she's trolling them right yeah. okay so now we see where you get it from <laughs> a long line of scottish trolls coming down to you yeah. on your own crime fiction podcast yeah so there you go facts about me amazing all right so back to Crashland. go on so it was published in 2016 in the UK, and it's just come out in Australia, 2017, January. I've got my hot little hands on a copy of it. Uh, I think we got sent it. Which we did. Is, yeah, yeah, very kind. Mm. I love free books. Oh, it's one of the best things. Having said that, I will also complain about a free book. So guys, you are getting an unbiased <laughs> review <laughs> Like, seriously, you know that whole don't look a gift horse in the mouth? Oh, no. No, I'm going to be up in there with some dentist tools. Like, what (laughs) is going on with this horse? I feel that we started this podcast because you wanted to have somewhere uh, to moan about books very honestly. And nothing's going to change that. And then they're just sending us more fodder to complain about. The piles of books are just growing, (laughs) but our integrity is not. So, Orkney. Little island, north of Scotland, young guy, Finn. So he's 21. He's just been up visiting his grandma in Orkney and he's hopping on a plane to go home. Right. To um, where? Oh, I don't know, Edinburgh probably? Oh, Edinburgh. That's what you said. Yeah. Oh, no, the, the writer lives in Edinburgh. Well, <laughs> this is just some details we didn't need, but okay. I was just wondering, like, out of Scotland or something? Does he live somewhere in Scotland? I think he lives somewhere in Scotland. Okay, I'm just trying to create a picture here. Yeah, don't worry, everyone. We'll edit this out so we sound professional. I'll leave, probably leave it You'll in. leave it in. <laughs> All right. Finn Sullivan, he's going home uh, from his grand's house to, you know, he lives with his girlfriend, I think in Edinburgh. Now that we've established You're that. not sure though, I'm not sure. I'm okay. not sure. Look, he doesn't go there. Oh, spoiler. <gasps> spoiler Could this be related to the title of the book called Crashland? It might be. Okay. So he runs into this woman, Maddie Pierce. Don't give any spoilers away though. I'm not. This All is right. on the back of the All damn right. book. All right. All right. So he's in the he's in the like bar of the airport. There's been a delay because there's like bad weather. And this woman walks in, Maddie Pierce. She's a bit older than him. I think he's like, oh, she's like mysterious and older. She's like 35. Like, come right. on. Is she hot though? Yeah. Well, she's hot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I'm like. <laughs> You know, th- 35 isn't old. You know what I'm saying? He's like, ooh, older woman. Well, I'm it's like, relative, isn't it? Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. So he's 21. And she, like, comes into the bar. Everyone's like, ooh, check her out. Ooh. And then there's, like, all these guys who are, like, rough oil worker guys um, also waiting for the same plane. And one of them's like, oh, I'm going to go, like, chat up this lady. And he, like, walks over and she's, like, really obviously not interested. Like, super, super, like... and he like just really doesn't get the hint and then so she gets up and she comes and sits next to finn and they start flirting and like you know doesn't finn have a girlfriend right she's a a mysterious sexy older woman right right he's not gonna he's not gonna uh he's not checking himself is what right yeah Yeah. he's not checking himself and he just might wreck himself is what i'm saying (laughs) so she's quite uh you know, mysterious. She's withholding information. She's not really, you know, she's more interested in him. You know, he's like, oh, where are you going? And she's like, anywhere. Mm, like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, there's this air of kind of desperation, maybe. Anyway, so they hop on the plane. They've had a lot to drink because the plane's been delayed by like two hours. And Can he's... I just say, I never have a drink before I fly. Yeah. Because I'm just worried. You just have constantly have to pee. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I also feel like 
planes are dehydrating. True. You know what I'm saying? And if you drink, that's also dehydrating. You're going to get off that plane looking 100 years old. <laughs> like, I agree. Everyone's going to be there to like pick you up. They'll have your name on a sign and you'll come up and be like, it's me. And they'll be like, no, it ain't. Go home, grandpa. Right? But yeah, so foolishly and against the wishes of their dermatologists, <laughs> they drank quite a bit. And he like... Goes to the toilet. He's like in the toilet being like, ah, oh, what am I doing? His girlfriend calls. He's like, hey. Just she's taking like, a whiz. Right. He's like, just taking a whiz on the plane. She's like, why is your phone on on the plane? And he's like, I do it all the time. Is this true? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he comes back, the same guy who was like aggressively trying to chat up uh, Maddie sits, he's sitting in his seat Ooh, next to Maddie. Them are fighting words. Right? So he comes over and he's like, mate, let the lady... You know, she doesn't, that's my seat. Come on, calm down. You're sitting in my seat. Right, (laughs) yeah. But also he's like really, really drunk. So I'm a bit like, do I trust his like account of events? I don't know. Like it's a third person, but Mm. you know, who knows? And um, you want to fact check this guy? Sure, sure. I mean, obviously the guy's being inappropriate. Super obviously. Like he, she's giving off no vibes. He's like, ooh, ladies just like a bit of the no, like no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, so he's like getting handsy. She's like, stop it. And so Finn decks him. Uh, but obviously Finn's like this 20 year old, 21 year old, like weedy guy who makes jewelry for a living. And this guy's like some oil worker. And he's like, right, mate. It's on like <laughs> it's Donkey on. Kong. It's on like Donkey Kong. And he like jumps in. They're like fighting. Side note. If you find yourself in this situation, I'd often say that the best course of action is not to deck the person. Right. See, I've seen a lot on Twitter lately mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. how to intervene when someone's in a situation that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm, and they say mm-hmm. that the best kind of way to do it is to ignore the person who's making the situation uncomfortable and just direct question after question to the person that they're making un- oh, sure, uncomfortable. Sure. So like being like, hey, do you want to come over here? Yeah. Or, or making small talk about anything like, hey, how about that weather? In the hope that you'll freeze that person out without mm. making a situation. Oh, phone on. <laughs> without, that was me. I'm professional. <laughs> without creating uh, a violent situation that everybody in the situation might not want. Right. Absolutely. Mm. And I think it's really interesting that he goes to punch it. Like, obviously he's like quite drunk. Mm. There's a whole bunch of other people on the plane. Like it's not a packed plane, but you know, you can go to the stewardess, you can go like there's people on Press planes. Press that button on top right? of your seat. Someone will rock up in three seconds. This whole idea that you just got to handle this yourself and mm. punch a guy. Mm. In the plane? In the plane. Mm. And so obviously they're in a plane. The plane's flying. What are they going to do? Obviously they're going to handcuff them both in separate seats. Kind of reasonable. Bunch of guys punching up on a plane. Planes are really like, you know, you don't want to be running around kicking things. Nah, do they land the plane? So what happens is they, because they barely got off the ground, you know, they they just have just taken off and they're like gaining altitude or whatever. I assume the seatbelt sign is off, but you know. Well, he did go to pee, but he had his phone on. So who knows? He's a bit of a rule breaker. <laughs> he doesn't pay attention to the rules. So basically, yeah, they like zip tie them both into different chairs. And then uh, the co-pilot comes out and is like, well, we're turning the plane around. Wow. We've, we've got authorities on the ground. They're going to arrest you both. And we'll sort this out in Orkney because we're not going to fly all the way to Edinburgh. Everyone's like, ah, but Maddie, she freaks out. Oh. She freaks right the heck out. And she goes running to the front of the cockpit. She bangs on the door. She gets in and she says something to the pilot. We don't know what. She gets dragged back out. Suddenly, the plane goes down. 
kablammo, huge explosion. Like everyone's like knocked out. A lot of people are really badly hurt. A lot of people die. This sounds like a very, um, a very good cinematic setup. Mm. Like it would be good for a film. Yeah. Like I'm really, like I was silent then because I was just listening to you explain right? it and just picturing it in my head. It's because I'm a good story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're all right. Three out of ten. All right. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> so the plane crashes. Finn comes to. He's like handcuffed into a chair. He's, you know, he's quite her. He wakes up for a second. He sees Maddie. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry takes her bag and runs away. Wow. I think you should leave it there. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds fabulous. Yeah. Interesting. So you've got this kind of the aftermath of the crash. You don't know what caused the crash. You don't know why she's nicked off. And obviously you're following this protagonist who's not particularly good at making decisions. Yeah. Um, like You're in for a bumpy ride. <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe a crash land. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I found it, as I was reading it, I wasn't quite sure if, you know, when you're like, I don't know if this character is badly written or really well written as an annoying person. Yes. I know exactly so, what you're saying. Yeah. Sometimes I get that with myself. I'm like, I can't tell if I'm badly written or just a shithead. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I can't tell if I'm being annoying or lovable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think we walk a fine line here on Crime Time. Guys, if you think we're lovable, tweet us at Crime Time Pod. If you think we're annoying, keep it to yourself. Tweet it to hell. (laughs) I found this, you know, really interesting. There's a lot of twists and turns. I wasn't, you know me, I love an ending. And I love an ending I can guess. Yes. I especially love an ending I can guess that I don't guess. Yes. These are, for me, the the important things that I look for in a crime novel. I wouldn't necessarily call this a crime novel. Right. There are lots of twists. There are lots of turns. There's definitely lots of crime. There's lots of mystery. But for me, it lacks a certain amount of satisfaction. Right. Which is, is it more suspenseful? Yeah, I would say it's definitely suspenseful. Yep. And there's definitely, the characters are very believable. There's a lot of you know, I think it's a really good book, but for me points off for not giving me my satisfaction. (laughs) You want to see something a little bit more at the end. Yeah. 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 People often feel that way about crime novels. I think it's a really hard goal to achieve. I think so too. Like, I think there's a really fine line when you're writing crime to give people enough information that they feel satisfied and to withhold enough information that they don't feel lectured to. Yeah. Um, And for me personally, this didn't toe that line. Mm. So I would say, you know, like it's a good book, three out of five. Yeah, check it out. What's it called? Crash Land by Doug Johnstone. All right, so tell me about the king. What's he doing now? Stephen King. The king. The King. Stephen the King King. The King. Uh, I was uh, I was looking for a new book on Audible. Right. As you often are. As I often am. I came across Bag of Bones by Stephen King. Okay. I mean, first up, terrifying title. Terrifying. Second up, if people wanted to read or listen to, in fact, if people wanted to listen to Bag of Bones, could they maybe get a free trial? Yes. They could indeed, and they could name drop us. What? Yeah, so you can go to www.audibletrial.com. 
crimetimepod.com forward slash crimetimepod. Check it out. Is it Crime Time Podcast? It's Crime Time Podcast. Crime Time Podcast. You guys will figure it out. You'll you'll get it. It's on our website though, crimetimepod.com. You can find it. Yeah. Anyway, so I found this book, uh, Bag of Bones. It's an epic novel, 21 hours long. Whoa. Yep. So you've got Stephen King narrating, which you know I'm just a sucker for. I love it. He's so strange. Yeah. His voice is so strange. (laughs) It's just really enjoyable. Stephen, if you're listening... Lee means that positively. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's a compliment. Um, so, uh, or a compliment. <laughs> no, don't edit that out. <laughs> Leave that in. <laughs> so I can't. I was thinking about how to explain this book, but it's hard because it's so long. Right. And I keep, as I'm reading the book, I keep waiting for the big twist or the big uh-huh. mystery or the big turn. Right. But there are so many low key things or middle key things happening sure, sure, and sure. intersecting, and it's going on for it's it's. Uh, it's such a long time span right. that I've realized that I need to reconceptualize it. So I'm thinking of it more of a television series. Okay, sure. Right? So it's about a guy called Mike Noonan. What a great name. He's a writer. <sighs> Can we talk about this for a second? Yes. Because I feel like Stephen King especially, but a lot of authors, mm. write about writers. Yeah. And I'm a bit like, is this because of that bad advice that everyone's always like, write what you know? Because I'm just saying... Write what you know often results in a really boring book. (laughs) Yeah. Well, not in this case. Okay. Sure, sure. (laughs) So he's a writer. He's a pretty famous writer. Like, Mm -hmm. he's not super, super famous, but he's pretty famous. Okay. So he's no Stephen King. He's not a Stephen King. He he says he's more um, Mary Higgins Clark. All right. Who's pretty famous. Yeah, she's pretty famous. Is he dissing Mary Higgins Clark? Is that a diss? I'm not sure. Stephen, if you're listening, will you... Dissing Mary Higgins Clark. I love a good old Mary Higgins Clark mystery. You know, I haven't read any. I'll lend you one. All right. Mm. But I, I'm still against her being dissed as yes, a general no. rule. I respect that. So he loses his wife. His wife dies. Oh, shit. And that's pretty I much. I you going to say he lost it like she's down a well. Where is she? No one can find her. <laughs> no, she died. All right, well, she had that's... some kind of brain aneurysm and passed away. Oh, that's awful. And he was devastated. He loved this woman. Understandably. And I think Stephen King writes uh, relationships so mm, well. Mm. And I just really felt the guy's loss. It was yeah. really sad. He's 34. They'd been together for a long time. Aww. They were just really happy and in love, or so he thought. Yeah. Well, yeah. according to John, John, Doug Johnston, that's, that's quite old. Yeah. <laughs> they were on their way out anyway. Right. Yeah, so he's a writer. She dies. And what happens? He loses his writing mojo. Oh, no, yeah. Joe. No, Joe. <laughs> he can't write anything. Look, fair enough. See, this is the thing that I think about. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, you've got to suffer for your art, this kind of thing. And I just think, you know, if, if Van Gogh, Van, Van Gogh, Van Gogh, Van Gogh, Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Okay. if Van Gogh had had, I don't know, like antidepressants or something, he probably would have drawn, like painted some amazing stuff. Like, you know, from what I understand, his best work comes from the periods when he was at his best you know, in terms of mental health. Mm. And I think it's so interesting, you know, when people are like, oh, you got to suffer for your art. But, you know, here's Stephen King. He's spitting the truth. He's saying, no, if you're suffering too much, you can't. Exactly. And he had always said that this character had said that writing was really easy for him. He mm-hmm. just like sat down. He loved it. He just spat it out. What it was a on bust. the page. <laughs> he just loved it. But then when she died, he couldn't write anymore. Yeah. And it wasn't just that he couldn't write. It was like he had some pathological aversion to it. So he would oh, sit down shit. and he would just start like projectile vomiting. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> 
See, that's next level right there. It's more nuanced than that. But in Stephen King style, it's quite outrageous. Sure. Right. And so simultaneously, he starts having these weird dreams. Okay. So there's a spooky element to the book, uh-huh. but it's also like a just a human story. Sure. Right? Like a slow burn. Yeah, it's a slow burn. And I've got eight hours left. Okay, I wow. I kind of don't want it to be over. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, so he starts dreaming about this holiday house that they have. Okay. And it's called Sarah Laughs. And they're horror dreams. So, yeah, he goes to this house four years later after his Uh wife had died to kind of, like, get a fresh start and confront these dreams. But the house is kind of haunted or maybe it's haunted. Right, sure. Uh, All this weird stuff is happening. He's having these weird dreams. Like, weird stuff is happening in the house. Weird sounds. He's Mm -hmm. tape-recorded some weird stuff. (gasps) Oh, my God. Can I just say I am a sucker for those tape recordings where you play them super loud evps right right and then just like you know you put it really really loud and then just underneath that crackling there's just like hello (laughs) you know like like, (laughs) if i was a ghost that'd be me like they'd be like are you here are you here knock if you're here and i'd be like but up but up but like you know what i'm saying like but yeah, so the house is a bit haunted. Maybe, maybe not. He's, he's, but he's recording EVP. Yeah, something's going on. Mm. Maybe his wife that's dead is communicating. Maybe. But then it's like he's, it's this small, well-to-do affluent town where mm-hmm. everyone's kind of connected. Okay. But he's staying in, in the summer house. And he comes across this young woman with a young child. Okay. And the mean old father-in-law wants to take the child off this woman. <gasps> okay. And usually this guy gets his way, but somehow Mike Noonan gets involved in this. Right. Because he has a bit of money, he wants to help out. He wants to, like, solve this issue. But everything's kind of connected. Right. So, as I said, it's a slow burn. There's no... Things don't happen quickly in this mm-hmm, novel. Mm-hmm. They just kind of patter along. Things interlope, interlock. And what's your guess? I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I kind of do, but because it's so far into the novel, I feel like saying what it is would give away what what the, what one of the big twists are. All right. Well, do you want to hear my theory? Okay, go. Because you know, you know too much. I know too little. Between the two of us, I think we can nut this out. Yeah, we'll get somewhere in the middle. I'm thinking Keanu Reeves. Yes. And Patrick Swayze. Yes. Are in the house. Making a vase. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> in my mind, it really is. Um, in this novel, uh, Stephen King makes a reference to Donald Trump being a celebrity like TV star. Oh, no. Which, considering the current situation, is just, yeah. it's just such a weird throwaway comment. Right, right. So you're like reading this and you're like, oh. It is a horror novel now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, burn. <laughs> uh, but also, if anyone is on Twitter, check out Stephen King's account because he's A, a fantastic writer, B, he's really into politics and yeah. um, talking about what's going on at the moment, and I find it really interesting. So, we heard recently on the grapevine, because we're plugged in. We're plugged in. We know everything. Yeah. We've got our finger on the pulse. Right? Yeah. Right? We know a guy who knows a guy. Yeah. 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 So, we heard that uh, one of our faves... Ian Robright. Ian Robright. Author of Sam. I, yeah. And The Picture Frame. Yeah. I love those novels. Right. Okay. Yeah. He's not, he's not paying us, by the way. That's just Lee. Yeah, I just love them. I listened to both of them on Audible when I first got Audible. I think Sam was my first book and I just, it was so good. Horror novel, creepy possessed kid, maybe, I don't know, check it out. 
yeah, should check it out soon because what did we hear? Well, so if you're on Ian Robright's email list, which we are, yeah, he let us know that he's going to be rewriting Sam, which I found interesting. And I came over to Eddie's today and I was like, is that a thing? And I was like, that's not a thing. Is well, it a actually, thing? Well, actually, no. So there are a few authors who do this kind of stuff and I don't know how I feel about it. So Alice Munro, and she, well, she won a Nobel Prize. So. That is fantastic. <laughs> Not too shabby. Not even Peter James has one of them. No, Toni Morrison has, though. Well, fair enough. Mm. So she writes a lot of short stories, and often they'll be published in, like, Serial or, like, in something like The New Yorker. And then later when she publishes them in a collected edition, she'll edit them quite extensively Mm. and, like, revise them. And there's this kind of idea of, like, you know, while the author's still alive... You can't really have that death of the author because they're still here. Yeah, <laughs> you they're know, still but, with us. Yeah, yeah. So, and this kind of idea of rewriting something, like you've got J.K. Rowling coming out and saying all sorts of extra facts about the Harry Potter books that aren't actually in the books. Um, Gives it another edge of life or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's interesting, the idea of revisiting something and being like, well, I wrote this a long time ago, but I'm better now and I'm better at my craft and I want to improve it. But I think on the other hand, you know, when you make something, it's out there and, yeah. and it's... And that's the risk, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just want to say, I've been saying this the whole time, but I want to see Sam 2. <laughs> I love Sam 1. Leave it alone. Bring out Sam 2. <laughs> All right, fine. Okay, guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We are... We're done. We're done. We're out of time. Yeah. But we will see you next week where we're going to be talking about some great stuff. Yeah. Uh, So we're going to be releasing our podcast on a Monday this year. Yeah. Something fun to start the week. Yeah. Monday fun day. Hey. um, In the meantime, check us out on Twitter, Crime Time Pod. Check us out on Instagram, Crime Time Podcast. Check us out on YouTube. Crime Time Podcast. What? How consistent are we? I know. Except our website, which is Crime Time Pod. Yeah. Yeah, but check it out. Bye. Bye.